This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. And I'll really be on every Saturday from 3 to 6 after basketball season is over. But I am on tonight till 6. Taking calls live, 404-872-0750 and 1-800-WSB-TALK. At the 5 o'clock hour, I'm going to do a popular segment, Ask the Libertarian. So you can go to my Twitter account, at Monica Perez Show, hashtag Ask the Libertarian. You can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, or my Facebook page. And uh, I have lots of emails and stuff I'm going to read at that time, but also call. I'm totally, uh, I'm going to prioritize calls first. So I'll take any of that. In the meanwhile, I do want to talk a little bit more about the campaign. I got a lot of stuff about Cruz because I say things they don't like, like, I don't think he's a Canadian, an American. I, I, I do think he's American and I do think he has citizenship and I do think he has the right to citizenship. I had the right to Irish citizenship because of my grandparents. And so I'm a naturalized Irish citizen. But if I want to know what document he had to fill out when he got his U.S. passport, is it called a certificate of naturalization? And, uh, For me, if he is a natural born citizen, which is what the Constitution requires from the president, if Cruz is because he had one American mother and a Cuban father born in Canada, he Cruz was born in Canada with a Canadian birth certificate, then what is Rubio? Marco Rubio had two Canadian citizen parents, but he was born here. Don't we call him a natural born citizen of the United States because he was born here, even though neither of his parents were from here? Because if if it goes with the parents, then Rubio would not be. You can't be a natural born citizen of two places. He would be a natural born citizen of Cuba. And he might be, you know, that I could see, because if you go back to Vattel's Law of Nations, Vattel's Law of Nations was the document credited by the founders as being the most influential on the Constitution. He says it's uh, born of, uh, he doesn't say American, but he says it's the father's citizenship is uh, is definitive on that. And that would be for both Cruz and Rubio. That would be Cuban. I'm not arguing that. But I could see the argument for both parentage and being born in the land. But you got to choose between Cruz and Rubio. You can't say they're both natural-born citizens uh, if parentage is what you're going by. Um, but I did think, well, let's. I'm going to take some calls. I'm going to talk about what happened this week with Ted Cruz, the, the latest episode of The Circus, I guess. Um, or not the episode, but the latest uh, event in The Circus. But first, I'm going to go to Alan and Alpharetta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Alan, I can't hear you. Hello? Yes, you're on the air with Monica. Oh, hi, Monica. I just want to comment on your Ted Cruz uh, situation there with that starlet. Oh, the porn star in his ad. Yeah, go for it. Tell me. So let me just hold on a second, Alan. Let me just tell people. This week there was uh, Ted Cruz had an ad out, and the woman in the ad was a porn star, like a a well-credentialed, like had a lot of porn movies under her belt, so to speak, and then they pulled the ad. Uh, So what do you have to say about it? If if he collapses that quickly, 
There's a little bit of pressure. What's he going to do in the White House? Uh, and what about the fact that they, they didn't... It just actually, to tell you the truth, he has the most sophisticated uh, psychological strategy company or companies working for him out there, top of the heap. And I don't believe that he is so sloppy that that they wouldn't scream for that. They scream for that stuff all the time. I mean, it ruins people's careers all the time to have one, like, topless photo. It ruins them. They, I just, it's hard to believe that, he, that they didn't know. It is. And you got a great show, and I hope people are educating themselves about all the candidates, such thank as you, you are, by reading and listening to people like you. So thank you for what yes. you're doing. Thank you so much, Alan. And I'll tell you, this is the thing about Ted Cruz. And I hate, I am so, I really don't like to be down on Trump or Cruz because the best people, I mean, when I, I get uh, emails all the time from people who clearly care about this country and really want to rescue this country from the establishment, from, from really, I consider them absolute traitors at the top. And both parties, I mean, they violate the Constitution all the time, the Bill of Rights all the time. They do it from, in my opinion, in service of the military-industrial complex. You can see it. You can see the, the results, the welfare, the warfare, how this country has almost $20 trillion in debt, the most productive civilization in human history. It's, it's, a, it's treason at the top. That's how I see it. And you can dig into, and I, and I hate to knock the legs out from under these guys, but if you dig into them, if you look into Cruz, he, he has been an establishment guy. And, uh, and I've written about it on my website. You can check that out. Uh, but I do also think that like with the porn star thing, that it just really strikes me that Cruz and Trump are in, in some kind of ratings game. You know, I feel like it's uh, it sweeps and they're really trying to up the ante here and and that these events are inserted into the into the mix to get even if it's just to get media ratings. Why is CNN uh, spending all its time, you know, I guess when it's easier to tease to the porn star than it is to tease to the serious super delicate issue. And uh, and I and I feel like this stuff is somewhat scripted and it's and it's true because well, I should say there's plenty of evidence that the media just reads off a piece of paper and that they really don't scrutinize, certainly the mainstream media, they don't scrutinize what they're saying. They're not coming up with a lot of it on their own. They're really not. And I just posted to my Facebook page a, a something funny. I posted a while back, but I reposted it, of Conan O'Brien played a trick on the media. He put out a press release with a very specific phrase in it. I think it was maybe pushing the envelope on, I think it was gay marriage. And... He, the montage, you know, the series of clips, it's, it, there's probably 20 or 30 or 40 clips of people saying exactly that wording, like nine out of 10 of them say actually may be pushing the envelope. You should see that. And then there was always that Asiana Airlines prank where the bobblehead TV reporter just read these crazy joke names on the air just because they were on her teleprompter. But I even noticed it this week. I was reading the Wall Street Journal. I was reading an article that said it was uh, talking about Christie's accusations that Rubio is scripted. And in this article in the Wall Street Journal, I really liked this turn of phrase. It sounded really nice. It said uh, Rubio inadvertently added resonance to the criticism in the debate by blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that is a really nice turn of phrase. So two pages later in the Wall Street Journal, I'm reading another article by a different author. And it says... Um, uh, Rubio, uh, regarding Christie's attack on Rubio, Rubio inadvertently gave resonance to the attack. I was like, really? 
inadvertently gave resonance. I noticed that as a really uh, unusual turn of phrase. And within two pages, two different authors in the same newspaper, obviously, they're given, you know, tear sheets that tell you what the basic facts, so-called facts are. They are not doing their own research. And I've heard those reports from others. They just say, hey, yeah, there's like basically a... uh, you know, a teletype machine in the back of the room and we just pull those stories up and then you write whatever story it is that comes off of that basic assumption. But it really, truly is an echo chamber. And I think uh, it goes beyond that where they, they don't even scrutinize at all what these official narratives are, whether it comes down to the campaign or what's going on abroad. Uh, I'm going to go uh, take some more calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Jim and Marietta. Hi, Jim. You're on with Monica. Yeah, hi, Monica. I just want to make a point regarding a natural-born citizen. I, I think what it is is pretty straightforward. Uh, you're, they're born from their, their mother gave birth. They weren't adopted. Both Rubio and Cruz fall in that category. Now, the question is with... No, 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 no. It's not about not being adopted. No, no, no. Listen, I know. Okay. So the point is, Rubio was born, the law was in the United States, so he was a citizen. Cruz was born outside the United States, but he had either one of the parents was an American, that was a mother, he was also a citizen. Yes, but he's not a natural-born citizen. No, natural, no, it... The law, the law was, by legally, both of those candidates were citizens. Well, let me ask you this. All of my Could... children were born in Europe, and they're all American citizens. From the day they were born, we went in and ordered yes. uh, certificates of birth abroad by the, at the U.S. Embassy, the U.S. Consulate. Yes. They were, all, they were all citizens. And they didn't have to get naturalized? No. There so, were, we, we let me ask you we, this. We called, we called in and said... We have we have a child. John John Doe was born, and they sent us, or we went by, I forget, and they handed us a certificate. I don't think Ted Cruz's parents did that for him. Yeah, but you don't have to. We still haven't we still haven't had ordered one for one of our children. You can go in any time. We got well, let me ask you this, Jim. Does yeah. Rubio, if Cuba had the same laws, could Rubio run for president in Cuba? Do you feel like he's a natural born citizen of both countries? That's a good question. Maybe they could. Maybe one of my kids could uh, run for president of Germany. Well, now where was your where was your kid? Where was your oldest child born? Switzerland. Do you feel like he's a natural born citizen of Switzerland? I think both. I don't think you can be a natural born citizen of two places. Well, I I would understand if Cruz, in his case, does have to give up the Canadian passport. No, he he gave up. He did give up dual citizenship, but only two years ago. I think this goes to the whole purpose of that requirement is to not have uh, a mixed loyalty. I'm going to read an email that I got from a listener about this very topic that I thought was quite good. And we can keep talking about it. I got other calls. Tony, Darius, hang on. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish is watching the winter weather threat in the WSB Storm Center. He'll have an update at the top and bottom of each hour this weekend and first thing Monday morning, right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
Uh, we're, uh, I wanted to read an email by Joanne, who um, was born in Japan, of uh, one Japanese parent and one American parent. But I'm going to save that till the bottom of the hour when I come back because I want to get to a call or two. I'm going to Tony in Adairsville. Hi, Tony. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I actually was a uh, Cruz supporter and then jumped to Trump, and I still get emails and texts from the Cruz campaign. But here's, and I actually did a video and and posted it and circulated it on social media. But, you know, I'm a conservative. I feel like I'm very conservative. But, you know, and I know Trump's not, you know, as conservative as, as maybe many, you know, libertarians or conservatives would like. But, you know... In the video, I said, look, we're not electing a pastor here. You know, we're electing a president. And I think I got a lot of criticism from some of my friends and conservative, you know, uh, uh, cohorts that, you know, because of the video. But I, I said, look, I said, we've got to elect the right man for the job. And I feel like that the country's so far left right now that we've got to get kind of a radical guy on the right side to pull it back to the middle. You can't pull to the middle standing in the center. So Trump seems to be, you know, pretty crazy to the right, and I think, you know, he's able to pull the country back to the middle. And if people are, you know, not going to vote for him because of religious values, and they're looking for a pastor, and, and I'm afraid Ted's not going to be able to do the things or say the things that he's going to need to say to world leaders, you know, that, that Trump's not afraid to say or well, do. Well, there, so there are a couple of good points in what you're saying. One is, I have always been cautious. Um, I, I, I read a book which I've mentioned before on the air, the autobiography of an idea, Neoconservatism by Irving Kristol, where he talks about deliberately attracting the religious right into the conservative fold so that we could have, the Republicans could have their votes the way the Democrats have immigrant votes. But in uh, reality, it's, it's, it's just a political ploy, and it's actually a dangerous one, because, in my opinion, because when you make religion a part of federal politics, you you better if that's what you care about, you better stay in control of that office. Otherwise, you're going to have this social legislation, this religious bent, whether it's secular humanism, which is a quasi religion, but considers legislating morality totally fine. But they might legislate forced abortion for uh, microencephalic babies, you know, for birth defects. They, that is their morality, maybe. Or uh, it could open the door to something like Sharia law. Like you, you, you don't want to make religion a part of the topic because it can and probably will backfire on you. Now, uh, both of those guys, I know they have popular appeal. I, I in the end, I think this thing is, uh, if not outright rigs, we're so manipulated by the media. I think in the end, those guys are are not going to get there. But I have so much more to talk about. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Hang on. Uh, we want to get back to the natural-born citizenship with a call from Richard. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. And the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we are talking about, right now... Cruz's citizenship issue. I got an email from Taylor that said this should really be uh, adjudicated in a court of law. And I totally agree. We're just going around in circles here. But I still I want to finish up on the topic. I have a letter to read. I'm going to go to Richard. um, And if you're on hold, I'm going to get to all the calls in this segment. But uh, the this is the thing. 
it should be adjudicated. And if it's it, Cruz is getting a lot of delegates now and, and is actually changing the tone of the race. I mean, people who are into Cruz, would they all go over to Trump? Or would they go to Ben Carson? Like, how would they? I mean, it could really be ruining Ben Carson's chances. And then if Ted Cruz in the end uh, is not qualified and Ben Carson's already gone, who, you know, does he give all his delegates to Trump or Jeb? You know, it will change the outcome and it should be adjudicated. But uh, I, I will just read this letter from Joanne. She says, I was born in Japan. My mother was Japanese and my father was a U.S. serviceman. As I grew up, my dad would say with a sigh, you can never be president of the United States. You aren't a natural born citizen. I had a dual citizenship. And by the way, so did Cruz until 2014. I had a dual citizenship with both Japan and the United States. My U.S. citizenship papers say I was naturalized. Is that the same as being a natural born citizen? If so, why did I have to be naturalized? Ted Cruz was born in Canada. His father was a Canadian citizen, but born in Cuba. His mother was a U.S. citizen. According to Cruz, his supporters and a lot of other people, he is a natural-born citizen. Therefore, so am I. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, only one uh, a parent who was a U.S. citizen is enough. I'm not sure I agree. Um, she says, uh, which brings me to this. I have a secret. My secret is that I have a soft spot in my heart for Japan, as well as America, of course, but I do have divided loyalty, and I wouldn't want anything to hurt America or Japan. My mother is Japanese. I have a lot of relatives in Japan. Here's her conclusion. Shouldn't the president of the United States have an unquestioned, undivided loyalty to the United States? Substitute Canada for Syria. What if Ted Cruz was born in Syria with a Syrian father and a mother who is a U.S. citizen? Does that make him a natural born citizen? According to Ted Cruz and his supporters, the answer is yes. What if his father had been Kenyan and he had been born in Kenya with a mother who was a U.S. citizen? In, the ca- in that case, according to many of the same people, the answer would be no. So let's, I'm going to let Richard have the last word on this topic. Richard and Smyrna, hi. You're on with Monica. Oh, thanks, Monica. And I agree, I agree with the young lady that wrote to you that she was half Japanese and yes. half American. Because I, too, am also. And I was born here in the United States. My father's American, but my mother, and to this very day, is still a Dutch citizen. And that means that I also would have some type of loyalty. Now, I served in the military. I had top-secret clearance, and I worked in the highest levels of government. But I also knew that I never could become president because I understand that the Founding Fathers did not want somebody subject to the British crown to also then become president because that's technically what they're saying. Yeah, and Canada is a Commonwealth country still. Yeah, it's a Commonwealth of Britain, which means he's a British subject. So <laughs> he's a subject to the crown and then becomes yes. president. Richard, that's just wrong. <laughs> people always look at the 14th Amendment to say that if you live here, if you were born here, that's that you're a citizen. A citizen. Yeah. And that really had to do with slaves who were born here and they were subject to here, but they weren't given citizenship. But well, now that's, there's also a problem with that 14th Amendment is because now there's there's currently this is why why children born to illegals in the United States are not citizens of the United States. Because they're not subject thereof. That's, I'm not, I mean, I think that does need to be adjudicated. But what what you're saying is that if you are subject to, like if Rubio's, both of his parents were born, were Cuban citizens when he was born here, would he be, does Cuba require him to register for the draft? You know, I mean, I don't even know if they have a draft, but like, is he subject to their laws? Could he go to Cuba and say, hey, I didn't register for your draft, but that's okay. I wasn't required to. No, you know, there are countries like that. Yes, that's correct. He would be a subject. 
Now, citizens born to children on vessels in United States territorial waters, they're born on U.S. in a U.S. territory, our territorial waters, on the high seas. But it's been held in the courts and determined that the determination of the citizens born, even though they're on the United States, they're in U.S. territorial waters, their citizenship is based on the parents, which means that because they have not lawfully entered the United States. And anybody who's entered the country here illegally, they have not lawfully entered the United States. So even if they give birth to a child here, they are not citizens of the United States. Most they- countries do hold that. It's citizenship by blood, not citizenship by soil. Uh, and Vitell would say that it had to, that I think, that that the president would have to be both. But my, my mother was born of two Irish immigrants. They were both born in Ireland, citizens of Ireland. They came here. They did get citizenship. But my father used to always say, if there's a war between Ireland and the U.S., your mom's going to root for Ireland. You know, she just had divided loyalty. And now I'm a citizen of Ireland. I'm a naturalized citizen of Ireland. It's, um, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. They allowed dual citizenship. I thought it'd be fun. But yeah, I, I'm in that camp where I think that... Um, Cruz doesn't qualify, but it needs to be adjudicated. This needs to be. I want to see the document that got him his U.S. passport. I want to see that document because that's the document that probably says naturalization on top. Why hasn't he released that? Why hasn't he released the certificate of foreign birth? I don't think he has one. And I just feel like this is actually affecting the outcome here. It's actually affecting the outcome. And that's why uh, I think it should be resolved. Because, look, we're, we could go around in circles. Thanks so much for the call, Richard. I'm going to Todd in Houston. Hi, Todd. You're on with Monica. Hey, how you doing this afternoon? Um, I've, got, I've got a real problem with some of the stuff I hear out of folks. You know that anybody who has a professed belief in God nowadays, all of a sudden it disqualifies them. Well, we don't want to hire a preacher for president. And I sit there and it's like, do people not, have people not read our, our founding documents? Have people not read the writings of our founding fathers? Without God, our founding documents don't mean a damn thing. Hello? You know, I've seen both ways on that. You can read some quotes that are really shocking between like Adams and Jefferson about that very issue. Have you dug in further? Because I think that either side of that argument, people will be able to to bring it up, but it's it's not in the Constitution, and it doesn't really need to be, because we have these natural rights. You could say they came from God. You could say they come from uh, just the, the nature of man, but the reality is you would have the same outcome either way. So I think that the founders were, were wise in not dividing, not making this a divisive issue, that, that we can't, that legislating uh, or requiring less uh, agreement is better than more. So they were like, okay, you want to, you want welfare. The other guy wants warfare. Let's compromise on neither. Let's have freedom of religion. Let's not have one person's religious views change the, the, the modify what is self-evident fundamental rights, which hold uh, I, I believe they are self-evident, and that's what they said. They're self-evident. We don't actually need to couch them in religious terms. Yes, Ron Paul was, uh, from what I understand, a, a very sincere, devout, practicing Baptist. But I bet most of the people who just heard me say that didn't even know that, Didn't even wouldn't even have known his religion. Because to defend liberty and justice for all, you don't have to couch it in those terms. So... Um, uh, I I think that that like so many 
identities, like identity politics on the left, I think this becomes very divisive on the right. And so that's why I don't I don't personally like it. I think that a strict adherence to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is the way to go. But, you know, we can talk about it. I'm going to go to Lisa in Atlanta. Lisa, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Yes. Are you there? Yes, uh, you oh, are on thanks, the air. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Um, I, I kind of wanted to change the subject. It was a, a person you spoke to a few phone calls back that was talking about uh, Trump was the way to go to bring the country back to the middle. Yeah, a lot of people think that. I mean, I, I think that this is a bit of a show. I don't think it's real, uh, but... Well, see, that's my problem. Uh, I am apparently a Republican um, and conservative, but... I really think that he's just, he, it's like anybody else that runs for president. He's saying what he, he knows people want to hear. And I'm not falling for it, not with him. I don't think he is by any means a conservative. I, I, I think all his stuff, he's, I think he's full of crap. I'm sorry, but I really do. I think that he's just doing this to get in, and then after he gets in, it's not going to be that way. And I think, People need to wake up and realize that before it's well, too late. Because- what I was just saying, Lisa, to the call before you, is what I want is, no matter what your religion is, no matter what, I want you to have strong principles, like Ron Paul did, in accordance with our founders, our foundational documents, the American system. I want you to look at those principles and adhere to them. Use them as your touchstone every time. Trump clearly Absolutely. does not do that. No, he doesn't. He says what he wants. He does what he wants. And what makes people think that that's going to change? If he I think I think people are falling for this canard. So, <laughs> word I, yeah. I I didn't really know for sure, but like this false argument that that. Uh, you know, this this idea, they don't even realize what, what they're hearing. But on the right, Chris Christie was like this. Bobby Jindal is like this. They are talking about the government as a, a tool they can use for uh, to affect the change that we want. More jobs, a better atmosphere for business. I don't want someone who thinks of the government as a tool. I want someone who, uh, I mean, I, I am... Complete. I, I'm an anarcho-capitalist, and I, I might be stealing Doug's thunder, the next caller. But I, I have gone so far to the libertarian direction that I believe the government actually causes more harm than good, and that a truly free society, a capitalist society, would be self-ordering. We don't need big government to to get us what free markets would get us better, and that is the risk with a lot of these these. Uh, guys who are Republicans, but I think they're big government Republicans. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish is watching the winter weather threat in the WSB Storm Center, and he'll have an update at the top and bottom of each hour this weekend and first thing Monday morning. So stay tuned to WSB News 95.5 and AM 750. And I am giving away the weekend prize pack right now, a pair of tickets to see Hall & Oates Thursday, May 19th at Lakewood Amphitheater, a 60-minute massage from any of the eight local participating La Vida locations, and a family four-pack of tickets to an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at Infinite Energy Center. But I've got a trivia question for you. 
Uh, I'm going to the Grammys on Monday. I'm going uh, in L.A. And uh, L. King is up for a Grammy. And I am asking you, who is L. King's famous father? First to call 404-741-0750 wins that. And I'll give you the answer after the break. Uh, I've got time for Doug in Lawrenceville. Hi, Doug. You're on with Monica. Yeah, Monica, I just, this is mostly a comment for the viewers out there. I've got on your website, and it shows the anarchist side through your name. You say you're a libertarian, but not one time that I've been listening to you recently that you ever stated you're an anarchist. Is there different degrees to an anarchist, or am I... Yeah, yeah, here's the, the story. Anarchist or what I saw on the... Um, yeah, my website. To, you know, thing where they were holding up these banners. Oh, there. Oh, oh, hold on. There are two different kinds of anarchists. The anarchists from the old days, the anarcho-syndicalists, are like communists and really want it seems to be chaos or like no private property. It's not possible to have no private property and not have a central form of government. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. And I was always a libertarian, and I started reading Murray Rothbard, who is known as Mr. Libertarian. And he said, uh, he pointed out, and I had kind of given up hope. I thought if the American experiment did not work, then there, there's no hope for limited government. And he said, yes, there is no hope, but you don't really need it because capitalist society is self-ordering. Uh, property rights are self-evident, and the right to self-defense is self-evident. So if you engage in arm's-length transactions and use some of your surplus to make sure you have security and defend yourself, everything else will get done. Roads will get built. The, you know, the real estate developer will coordinate with the mole guy and build a road between them. It's a really uh, elegant philosophy. Joe Sobran was a philosophical anarchist. And that's that's really where I come out. But this is a great launching off point for my next segment. I have a bunch of calls. If you're on the line already, I'm going to get to your call right after the break. And then I'm going to move into... Ask the Libertarian. I do this segment every once in a while. Questions just like Doug's, and I'm happy to elaborate on that. If that wasn't clear, call me back. I've got tweets and whatnot um, about that, uh, you know, questions for the Libertarian. So you can call for that, uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.